This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. My name is Keen, and I am an extremely salty barista. First I was tee hee hee, and then I was oh wow. I'm James. <laughs> Welcome to Sissy That Pod. We are here with all your piping hot RuPaul's Drag Race commentary. Today we're discussing. RuPaul's Drag Race Season 14, Episode 9, I think it is. It's the DragCon panels I can never remember at this point. And joining us is somebody who I just want to go and have a few Pinot Grigios with, Rebecca Shackleton. Oh, she was so fun. I enjoyed this chat. Good episode always make a good episode of Drag Race always makes for a good episode of... Um, of of uh, Pod and a great guest as well for it. I do have to say, I the this DragCon panel storyline it appears to be coming something of a, a, a sort of a snatch game of sorts. It's it's popping up a couple of times, and I'm not mad at it. I'm enjoying it because we had our pink table talk. We had our was it season ten or season eleven where we had the or season ten I think it was, it was where we had it was season ten. Yeah, so yeah, like, we're, we're yeah. getting we're, we're getting um, we're getting more and more of these, and I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, I think we had them in season 13 as well. But I remember last time Rebecca was on, it was actually for the Pink Table Talks as well. So that was that was a coincidence. I mean, I totally planned that. Uh, <laughs> but you yeah, know, I, I like them. I think it was kind of fun. And it made me think we need to go to DragCon UK as the podcast next time it's on. I am so there. But yes, fun episode. Disappointing results of lip sync, in my opinion. But a lot to talk about. So let's welcome back to the podcast, Rebecca Shackleton. Rebecca Shackleton, thank you so much for coming back onto the show. We're covering Drag Race 14 this time. I've lost track what track of the episode it is, but how are you finding the season? Um, I am really, I actually am really enjoying the season. Um, not really the challenges as much. I'm not obsessed with all the challenges, but I do really like all of the queens, um, especially the ones that are there now, like the the final eight now. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I don't think it's my favorite season of Drag Race ever. I don't know why. I think maybe I watch way too much Drag Race during lockdown. I think I also just prefer Drag Race UK now because I find the humor uh, that they're all funnier. But I think um, the Queens this season, it's nice to hear all their different stories. And I, I'm invested now at this day, I have to say. I look forward to it every Saturday morning. I totally agree with you in terms of the Queens are very strong. The casting was very good this season. You're really like attached to all of them. Like they, they've all got just the right balance of like, you know, an X Factor heartbreak storyline, but also enough personality that it doesn't overwhelm them. Um, and yeah, like you are, I hate episodes where people don't go home. And I think we've had far too many of them this season. But I'm going to be honest, like, I suppose... I'm not so mad because I do like the eight who are there at the moment. Yeah. 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 Deserved. Deserved yeah. this time. But there's been many times that I was like, come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like in the last three weeks, one person has gone home. That's pretty chronic. Like, Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, Jesus. God. I know. Where do you land on the, the sort of narrative conflict and rivalry that we're getting between Jasmine and Daya? Who, who are you siding with? Um, I'm siding a bit more with Jasmine. However, I feel like this season would be super boring without Daya. Um, and I feel like she has been edited badly. We don't really see her fun side at all. And Mm-mm. they've really honed in on this whole her being pissed off, not being in the top. And even we had a little snippet at the end of this week's episode um, of her next week. And she's fuming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I I must be on my own then. I just know I just I find Jasmine annoying, and I relate to Daya whenever she's rolling her eyes because I'm like, that's exactly what I would be doing in that. I moment. see. I feel exactly the same. I think put me in that situation with the per- with the Jasmine type person, and I would be that really annoyed kind of like like I would be so frustrated with the like never ending stories that go nowhere with the sort of you know tangents off into the universe. But when you stand back and look at it from the outside, it's hard not to think that Daya looks a little bit like a bully at the moment. Just yeah. a tiny bit. Just a bit. But also <laughs> this this particular challenge, I would have been rolling my eyes too, especially when Jasmine was like, oh, I'll be the moderator. Oh, God. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, when Daya was like, no, no, no. I was like, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually thought she, you could, I felt I could see her trying to be, you know, nice to Jasmine about it. Yeah. She was using every, like, morsel in her body to be like, you know, don't have a go at her. Just be like, are you sure that's a good idea? <laughs> I would much prefer Bosco. <laughs> and, like, Bosco was the right choice, as we as uh, yeah. we saw on the episode. Yeah, and even yeah. Jasmine admitted it in, in Untucked that she was like, God, that would have been a trade wreck if I had been the moderator. <laughs> yeah. so, and in those moments, Jasmine does win herself back for me because at least she's self-aware, but... Yeah, it really just like even the the bit where it's like we're at each other's throats. We're not at each other's throats all the time. We're, well, we are. No, but we're not. I just want to bash her head into the concrete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were fighting about whether or not they get on with each other. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they were uh, even fighting then. I was like, in, oh, in front of Rue as well. Like in front of Rue, we have to have a unified a, a unified approach. Because he's like, oh, really? At each other's throats or not? Ooh, I'm noting this for later. <laughs> Wait a minute, the producers yeah. was. I was trying to think about it. I was like, why does Jasmine piss Daya off so much? And I think it's a bit of Jasmine. I don't feel like Jasmine fully knows who she is. And I think she's discovering it. And I think sometimes even with the way she dresses and stuff, sometimes she gets it really right. And then other times she's dressing like a 50 year old. Uh, completely no completely the the look in the challenge today was so like they did a load of like margaret thatcher jokes and it was very 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 much kind of like old lady in the 50s and you're i think you're absolutely right with jasmine she's she's a queen i think hasn't really landed on who she is as a performer and you can see her like pulling bits of like past queens into her persona and she really 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 wants to please everyone around her which is great, like, for, for you know, I mean, it, it, it's a good trait that you, you want to make sure everyone's taken care of. But, like, you have to find what is your brand and stamp that on. Because at the moment, it just feels a bit all over the place. And you do see it when she lip syncs. Oh, like, she's you see, so You see talented. that when she lip syncs. Amazing. Yeah, she's so talented. I think she just needs a little bit more time. I think Daya almost is like, I know who I am. I'm here. I'm pro- I need to prove myself. I need to prove myself. So I think that's kind of where... They but and actually, interesting though, I think as well, maybe because Daya is like, I know exactly who I am, and everyone's like, "That's right, you're Crystal," and, and she's like, "No, no, I am not." <laughs> yeah, I think I think Daya is still finding out who she is, but she's managed to get over a few of the hurdles that Jasmine is now struggling with, and can identify that, and it kind of annoys her because it still feels really re- fresh and relevant to her. That's kind of where I kind of see that conflict coming from, you know. We it's outside of the show. We we uh got the announcement during the week that Willow is transitioning as well. Up to five trans girls. Do we want to take our bets on who's going to be next? I mean, it's, unprecedented. It's phenomenal. Mm. Like it's phenomenal. Five five in one season. I actually only saw that Willow news this morning. Yeah. So yeah, did she speak about it in Untucked? Is that where no. the situation was? Oh no, it was just no. online afterwards. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So 
I did see a very funny interaction between Kerry Colby and Maddie Morphosis, the famously straight queen, where Kerry sent a message to him saying, you're next. Uh, <laughs> which I which I enjoyed. <laughs> I mean, that that's the response to casting a straight person is like all the queer people need to kind of, like balance it out so much that they need to bash the trans representation. Yeah, I remember when Maddie said that Maddie was like, oh, my girlfriend and everyone's like, mm, but really, you know, I'd say it gets frustrating. Like I'd say it's very frustrating for him. He's like, come on. No, I'm grand. Yeah, like, yeah. I know who I am. I know what I like. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So we have the return of the mini challenge, which was good to see the photo bombing challenge. We run through who photo bombed who quite really briefly. Dia photo bombed Little Nas X, Angeria David Beckham, uh, Willow did Jake Gyllenhaal, Bosco Pee Wee Herman, Jasmine Billy Porter, Georges Leonardo DiCaprio, Deja Sean Mendes, and Camden Sasha Baron Cohen. Which was your favorite, Rebecca? Um, Willow and uh, Deja. Yeah, I yeah. think so too. I Willow was great. The headstand. <laughs> Yeah. Willow's <laughs> just like Willow is just a superstar. Uh, completely, absolutely. Like I, I, Willow looked like I don't know Judge Judy lining up for an aqua aerobics um, swimming <laughs> class. It was <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> Willow's just so so funny, like in everything, like just so funny. And I, I always love the element of surprise that you never know what she's going to do next. And I think that's why I've enjoyed this season so much because every time. I see that she's about to come out in the runway. I'm like, you know, and I always get that moment, no matter what, where some of the other queens you are just like, yeah, we've seen this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, you do. You never know. And she she has that, that like you saw going through this entire episode with Willow. She has the ability to really thread the line between being sincere and being funny and knows where to like put the jokes so that they don't undermine the like, kind of serious topic she's talking about but can take a bit of the tension out of it like she's such a, a well-rounded performer in that way uh, which is why I'm surprised in the little teaser for next week that they've suggested that she maybe doesn't do so well in Snatch Game because she really feels like that would be the sort of challenge that she would be excellent at we can run through I have the full list of Snatch Game we'll run through it a bit a bit later on uh, when we get to the, the the preview let's jump back to the, the so Willow wins they choose Deja, Angie and Camden on their team that leaves Bosco, Daya, Jasmine and Georges as the leftover team and then we get the run through at RuPaul and I love when we jump into the subcategory of Drag Race which is you know Psych 101 and we really get that with RuPaul and Lady Camden this week with the sort of like you know he he just knows how to suss an emotional moment at RuPaul doesn't I and I actually thought this really made me warm to Camden, which is something that I was struggling to do. Really? Oh, I'm a big Lady Camden fan. I, I am now as well. I have to, first week, I was like, sorry, Lady Camden, get out of here. I hate you. But like fully have come around to just absolutely loving them. Yeah, um, I think the the way that Camden picked up on the fact that Rue was trying to say, oh, you know, we saw you as Freddie Mercury and do mm. the big reveal and the fall over and everything. That's one of the standout moments of the season. Mm. I think of drag rates mm. ever. Like I was like, <gasps> when I saw that, um, Rue knows how to push and pull very well. Uh, um, I, I do. They do freak. I would be so nervous in that moment. But yeah, Lady Camden picked up on it and knew exactly where where Rue was going with it all. So I do like those moments. Um, but I would be shitting it if Rue came in and said anything to me. Yeah, I think because Rue, I think because we got that Freddie Mercury moment and then we kind of got back to her like not being able to break out of her shell again. So I was kind of just like, oh, come on, I want more. And that that's what was holding me back. But I guess I understood it in this moment to be like, you know, 
she she was able to break out of her shell in this character she just hasn't learned how to break out of her shell as herself i think that really humanized her for me and i and i had a lot of empathy for it in that scenario yeah i think because if you, once you get into the the actual panel discussion i thought that she was in real danger because for the the full first part of that like she didn't really contribute anything more than like an awkward one-liner about Blake Lively that might have been a mistake. And then it was when she got to that second part where she really opened up and shared that story about kind of how she had been hiding her identity from her father for fear of judgment that wasn't actually there. Like that was like, that was a real breakthrough moment. But up until that point, I really thought, oh, is this like an exit narrative for Lady Camden we're watching? (laughs) Yeah, like when 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 she was like Blake Lively, I was and and you could see, you know, on her face, she was like, "Oh shit!" And I thought that was going to really knock her for the rest of the panel, but she brought it back. Yeah, she brought it back. I think it was lucky that that Blake Lively, Blake Shelton mishap could have easily been a joke. Like I think you can tell it wasn't because of the uh, delivery of the other queens, but. Like, it ended up being a funny moment, so she kind of got away with it, I think. Yeah. yeah. I initially did think it was a, a joke because Blake Lively always looks so fierce wearing kind of like homages to menswear. Like that whole character, <laughs> it was like a simple favor where she wore nothing but tuxedos for the whole film. I was like, yes, Blake Lively is the sort of man I want. I was like, I think everyone fancies Blake Lively. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you just, it was just on her face just after she said it or it was whatever mm-hmm. way it was edited. I was like, yeah. oh, shit, you know, that's no. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say she... She had my favorite look on her panel with that sort of Burberry lapel and stuff. I thought it looked amazing. No, yeah, I love the wig as well. Uh, their team was definitely the strongest, right? Yeah. Like, I thought it was interesting if you if you go, like, when you go back to looking at when they were talking and their little, like, run-throughs with, them, each, with the team about what they were going to go for, Willow knew very much exactly what Rue wanted. It was, like, authenticity to come off like friends, like, you're listening to a podcast, like, it's a conversation that you're, like, sort of just, like, part of. When, like, Bosco's team were going for this weird sort of, like, Steve Jobs launching a new product for Apple, I was like, what is this going to be? <laughs> and... Yeah, and you could see how like how cohesive the, that first team was versus the second team, which just felt like four individuals just trying their best to like make sure that they were safe. Yeah, and make sure they had their moment. Whereas the first team, the, their chemistry was there. That even if someone did have a bad moment, like for instance, the Lady Camden Blake Lively situation, it didn't go to plan. The other queens would have. You, they were supporting her. They would have, you know, yeah. held her up if something did go wrong. Whereas. The other team, it was very much like, I need my moment to shine and whatever, bye. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I think Willow and Angie came across just so natural and it felt like, I really did feel like I was watching Loose Women or one of those shows where it just feels so laid back and at ease and you kind of almost forgot that they were competing. And then Willow on top of that was able to just craft in like hilarious zingers and stuff like that. Like the when she was managed to talk about her illness and how because of her wrist, she gives really bad hand jobs. Like it was just like, yes. this is stand up quality delivered in just such a casual <laughs> manner, which makes it even better almost. Yeah, absolutely hilarious. And I also loved the way the first group kind of opened with the who's your celebrity crush. And then they went on to the more serious side of like, what is your relationship like with your dad? Whereas the other group, they actually did the opposite. And I just don't think it flowed as as well, you know? No, no, it neither ebbed nor flowed. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I wonder were they given the topics or not? Because for the second team, having to deal with stuff like toxic masculinity, it's just such a heavier thing. And you kind of want to be kind of really researched and succinct when you're dealing with it rather than like Jasmine being like, oh, it's something that we're taught as kids, which is like, you know, not quite right. It's something that's inherent in society that we pick up. As, like it was just, they were, I found them quite lofty the way they dealt with it. 
that's what made me think that they weren't given the topics that they had selected okay. for themselves. That they because like you got the impression from the other team that they had like I think they were probably told you need to have a heavy topic and a light topic. And so they went with like, okay, well, toxic masculinity is sort of the buzzword that's going around at the moment. Let's pull on that and talk about it. And then let's talk about like who we'd like to have sex with. And, you know, in a way, the the other team did the same thing by talking about how fatherhood is kind of this way in which people aren't able to be themselves and feel pressured by society. And then talking about it. So like they kind of did the same topics. They just took slightly different approaches. Yeah, I think Willow's team, that team kind of knew what, their own stories and what they wanted to say that they needed to just rather fit fit their stories into the topics rather than the other way around do you know what I mean kind of knew what points they wanted to hit going into it and I think that's why they did better because the other team when they were talking about the toxic masculinity they were kind of speaking more about how how hard it is for women rather than maybe how men can struggle with that or how they can be better to try and combat it do you know that way yeah I I wondered if because it, it was when Jasmine started tripping over themselves in that in that part. I was wondering if it was kind of because obviously their journey with their gender expression has only is only kind of like an earlier stage. They'd only just kind of come out. They were aware that like at this point where this would be airing, that their transition would have been sort of broadcast. So then were they in their head thinking, how do I refer to myself here? Do I refer to my experiences as, as an individual who is socialized as male up until this point? Or do I sort of like refer to myself under the gender and, and speak to myself as part of the gender, which I, and like, I was like, I was thinking, cause you can tell that like Jasmine is an overthinker. And I was like, is that all, going on in there because the way there was kind of this all like oh little boys do this and, and then women do that like it was all very kind of confused yeah yeah probably didn't know what way to approach it yes yeah very much and also like of course it's true that you know men can discuss sexual conquest and women get such shame for doing the same but like i kind of feel the audience for this show know that and you're not telling the audience anything new with that whereas i kind of felt the other team managed to have conversations about themselves and experiences that were different and maybe that's by nature of who they were but it was kind of just like you saw michelle not at the slut shaming thing but it was like yeah that this isn't new information to yeah, we've all like, heard can't hold us down by christine yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it just it, the, the first group just nailed it and i'd say it was probably a tough act to follow however i thought bosco was Bosco was a standout in in group number two, but almost acted as both a moderator and a panelist. Yes, but yeah, I suppose yeah. maybe because at the time, like, felt like, oh, I need to say something here because they're not really saying anything. No, it, it felt it felt like you know Bosco was moderating a panel of themselves, and then like there was just like three people who were like occasionally just screaming nonsense. Like it was very <laughs> <laughs> sort of like it didn't have any cohesion to it, and I that's like okay. I, I sent Keen a text message at five to ten that I said rage, fury and wrath because of this decision in the end. And it was because I, I, I think that Bosco did very well. But one of the I, I, I felt so strongly that Deja deserved this win for being able to mo- moderate the panel in such a way that it gave everyone their space, but also injected the humor in it, brought the panel forward in a way that was kind of, you know, inclusive and had a good momentum to it whereas Bosco while Bosco was very funny and obviously had the electric boogaloo reference that you know knew that Rue would appreciate because it was from like the early 80s yeah like really wasn't doing anything like wasn't throwing any life jackets out to try and help the obviously drowning uh panel members mm-hmm. and so that's what I kind of felt like in part of this channel I would I would have much preferred to have seen Deja win even though Bosco did do fantastic and was very funny 
Yeah, I was kind of thinking about it like this. I was like, if I was being interviewed on a panel, I would have wanted to have been sitting beside Deja. Because very I think much, very thing much, is yeah. to make people feel comfortable that they can open up. Whereas Bosco, I think, was panicking because they weren't really flowing or whatever. Bosco was like, I need to step up here and shine. Yeah, I guess I also agree that I, I wouldn't have had Bosco as a winner, but I, I would have been Willow for me as a winner. Because I think if I had seen them and I didn't know who they were, Willow would be the one who was like, I want to know more about them. So I guess that that's why... Yeah, yeah. Willow was. I think if Willow just had a bigger shoulder pad now, things would have been different. Yeah, completely, completely. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Will we get onto that runway? Actually, one more thing. Actually, on on that was, I think, uh, and I guess it comes to the deliberation as well. I think Daya, although I think she did well when she was speaking, I kind of felt she put her hand on Jasmine's shoulder to basically or need to shut her up at one point, and I think you could feel the tension in the panel at that moment uh so i think that's possibly why she was you know marked down because i think that unfortunately made the atmosphere more hostile than friendly yeah i did think with daya that possibly it was also that they needed three people in the bottom and that they couldn't have put angie or camden in it because both of them had had like good runways and also like solid performances so it was sort of a numbers situation um and I did think that the 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 outfit like we'll get to the runway, but I didn't love Daya's runway, so I kind of got that. But you are right; there was a lot of tension on that panel, like running right through it. Um, and yeah, having having Daya sat beside Jasmine probably well, I get no matter what they did, they would would have had to have them <laughs> sitting yeah. beside them. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you could, you could have Georges between the two of them, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Georges was nervous as well. So I, yeah, it just, I, and then I think Jasmine didn't, was so nervous about speaking too much that then didn't really know what to say. So, yeah, because yeah. that, that, I think as well, they, they ended on like, they ended on that weird, that, that weird one about like, what sort of guys do you fancy? And none of them seemed to have thought about what they wanted to say. Like, it was kind of like, oh, we'll go out there and just shoot the shit and see what comes up. And it, it very much felt like, like when they were, like you know, when they had the similar kind of conversation on the uh, on the the other panel, and they were talking about kind of you know the different types of bodies that they were attracted to or whatever, like there were some really funny jokes in there that you could tell where like what was it? I think one of my favorite things when Deja said that like that that they wanted a man who was able to shift a couple of futons for them. I was like, <laughs> I was like that like that is so funny. But like the like Jasmine being like, oh yeah, no, I, I like I like gamer, you know, like a, a gamer who plays who plays games. That's I don't know why I like that. I don't know why I like gamers. I, I like just gamers. love when they and then she just twiddles the knobs yeah. on an Xbox controller and then goes, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, gaming isn't as niche as you seem to think it is. Jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> is it just like I love somebody who spends a lot of time away from me in a room on the road? <laughs> <laughs> not out with their friends being threatened by other love interests just <laughs> looking at the screen leave me alone <laughs> yeah when that paddle was over i was i was glad me yeah, too. yeah. <laughs> i'm sure they I were watched, too. <laughs> like, the first one i would listen to a weekly podcast about you know yes, mm, absolutely yeah. definitely right let's jump onto the shoulder pads runway as soon as i heard it i thought we're gonna get that Kanye West and Little Pump video with the massive big shoulders for every single look. So when I saw Deja come out, I was like, it's good, but I'm sure we're going to get loads of them. And then looking back, no, she's just the only one who hit the, hit what I was hoping for. So, uh, and, I, and I looked good at the same time, even though you could tell it was a big old pole up there. 
Oh my God, I loved Deja's look this Me week. Too. When she walked out, I went, oh my goodness, yes, Marge Simpson Chanel outfit. Absolutely. Shoulders, but still look beautiful, very campy. Deja now this week, I went, you're a contender. Because before now, I feel has yeah. been kind of just background. Completely, absolutely. I thought it looked class. The exact same Marge Simpson moment for me. I was like, this is exactly, and this is like, she walked around the corner and I was like, oh good, this is exactly what I'm here for. And then she was the only one who like really delivered. I mean, her and Camden, I think when the two of them came out, I was like, oh, that's what I want to see when Deja came out and then Camden came out and surprised me. And I was like, oh, I love this. This is such a cool way of, and then the rest of them were just, eh. Yeah, like could have been any it could have been a hundred different themes i was like yes. where are the shoulder pads yeah where are they yeah 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 each one i had to look for like so what okay so there's like a lump on the shoulder here there's an epaulette there there's but yeah this 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 is exactly what i was hoping for i wanted 10 of these so yeah. the fact that i only got one highlights her and there's only eight queens so i don't know where yeah. you were getting those other two from <laughs> i wanted one from rue and i wanted one from the cold buyer <laughs> By the way, Rue looks fantastic. I think they've looked a bit ropey the last few weeks. This was gorgeous. It was. It was. <laughs> oh, you're like ropey. Like. <laughs> yeah, gorgeous look this week. Yeah. Yeah. And it. I did think it was also brilliant that so uh, Nicole Byer was wearing the same hair that Candy Muse had been wearing on the runway the, the last, last time, time that they she were was on. on. And mm. apparently during that whole judging was like, I love your hair. So I was just like, I, lo- I love Nicole Byer. She is so clever. And you know that she will have been like planned that because she knows the reference as well. We love a good Easter yeah. egg. We love a good Easter egg. All right, up next was Lady Camden. She gave us a nutcracker, which revealed from the old man nutcracker to the temptress. Uh, I like how she delivered this, you know, with two different walks of sort of jumping down stage. And then when she waved her hair off, she was sort of serving it on the runway. I guess like that shoulder pads was those sort of epaulettes on the shoulder. I liked it though overall. One of my in the top for the looks for me. Um, I just loved the when she took the hat off and how gorgeous her hair and makeup was and the, the butterfly kind of in the hair. I just think Lady Camden is stunning, and I feel like Lady Camden, if she had been on Drag Race UK, probably would have won a season. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just a big Lady Camden fan. I no, I I love Lady Camden. I think that she is like going from strength to strength. Into, I, I think she's the sort of queen that is going to be like fan favorite. I could see Lady Camden being Miss Congeniality 100%. I think. And even like the, we didn't really get a proper like mirror moment that we normally do. We just got the like little funny kind of Lady Camden pretending to do David Attenborough kind oh, of yeah. uh, like that was and it was just like it sh- it shows shows so much personality. Um, I think actually, if you think of like, was it with Nikki Doll, um, who now is the host of Drag Race France, like didn't really know how to translate the personality that you saw in the workroom or that you saw kind of when they were just interacting with the queens quite onto the runway. And I think Lady Camden is a little like that, like has this amazing personality and humor and maybe hasn't quite fully realized how to bring it onto the runway and into the challenges. But yeah, I love this yeah. look and I love Lady Camden. Um, I would have preferred bigger shoulders, though. That's what I yeah, wrote that down. Is true. And I, yeah. I, I love Death Becomes Her, so it kind of gave me that vibe. Oh, it um, very much had that. Yeah. And I also love the relationship between Angeria and Lady Camden. Oh, yes, yeah, me too. too uh, <laughs> I love watching that. I love they, they trot into the workroom together. And uh, yeah, there's just a really nice, um, there's a really nice chemistry between them. 
I was I was worried that if Lady Camden had been on Drag Race UK that her personality wouldn't shine out because the personality is so big there and I just think amongst like a Kitty's Got Claws or, you know that they wouldn't stand out but maybe when they're amongst their own they can bounce off people better maybe they're lacking because yeah. they don't have the same you know set of references that the other people do so maybe it's hard I, to tell I'd, I'll be excited to see Lady Camden on a future UK versus the world I think that will be very interesting yeah. as a UK queen who competed in a US season come on yeah it'll be interesting it will be yeah look forward to that next year probably. <laughs> are you sure it won't be charlie hides no that, you, uh, maybe not no, no 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 <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> willow is up next with her glittery blazer and spiky punk head uh the look was great but i agreed she needed a bigger shoulder oh my god but the hair was so cynthia from the rugrats oh my yes. god i thought exactly that yeah, when I saw the hair, I was like, yeah. oh my God, I don't give a shit about your shoulder because your hair is so good. And it kind of <laughs> reminded me of, um, you know, Pink's music video for Don't Let Me Get Me. It was a yes. mixture yeah, between yeah. those two. Yeah, yeah. I loved the sequin pinstripe. I just think Willow, Willow would have won this week if there had just been a little bit more stuffing up there. Oh, completely. Yeah, no, if there had been a broader shoulder pad there, it would have been, you know, yeah, it would have, I would I would have, I think that had there been that little bit more shoulder, it would have absolutely like broader across the line. Because that's the thing, it looked kind of like punky executive realness. Like it, it kind of, it felt like it was for a different, like a kind of a sequined pinstripe runway. Perfect, yeah. beautiful, we love yeah. it. But shoulder pads, you need to go full 80s. Yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. And Jeria was next with her hound's tooth. Um, with the again, she had a sort of like I don't know. I'm sure there's a technical term. I'm going for lump on the shoulder. Uh, mm, her her there lovely was, shoulder lumps. The, <laughs> <laughs> my lumps, my lovely lady lumps. Uh, the there was two like two houndstooth patterns. One was like smaller than the other, so they kind of clashed. It wasn't my favorite. Me either. No, she was talking in the talking head. She's like, "Oh, I just want to show them that I can get all the way out of my box." And I was like, "Get back in your box! Get back in your box!" <laughs> like she would have, like if she had done like a slinky pageant look for this, it would have been class. You know, it would have been class. Yeah, even if that outfit had just been all black sequined and with a red lip or something, I don't know. I just the how. The clashing patterns, I was just like, no. But I do appreciate that she's trying to do something different. I think maybe last week because she was doing the black and white. Oh, very similar. Yeah, similar vibe yeah. this week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It also didn't feel too far outside of the box. Like if she dressed like Willow, like that would have been out of the box for her. This still felt very much like box adjacent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a time in the competition, though, that they need to all be stepping up their games or stepping their pussies up, you know, yeah, and they need to yeah. be putting out a different type of look. Whereas, especially with diabetes this week, I was like, again. I know. Yeah. Especially since we got the the mohawk shaved side of head in the challenge as well. Like, and look, you, you never know what challenges are going to be on, but she could have easily just changed her hair for this one. And yeah. I think it would have made it better. Very, yeah. very. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, yeah, because I mean, the ca- like, I guess there was the, I, in Untucked when you get to see more, there is a lot of detail there, but it's just what we've been seeing the last few weeks, so it's a bit frustrating, I think. Yeah, the silhouette as well. I don't know if she could have just done something a little bit different with, uh, yeah, it just, I, it, I just wasn't excited. Mm-mm. Bosco gave us her neon Blade Runner look. It was kind of like a, a yellow Mac with some fetish wear iridescent underneath it. Wasn't living. No. No, but was I was like, you look great. And she did look great. Yeah. yeah, I was like, you look great. I like the glasses. But yeah, it was it was grand. 
It felt like, you know, the coat was thrown on because you were heading to the club to perform and it was raining outside. Yes. And those sort of like yellow Macs just give me such like nursery school book vibes. Like Jemima jumped in the puddle. Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit Peppa Pig, yeah. A bit Peppa Pig, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, she had like a kind of like visors or something on her shoulders, which were supposed to fit the brief. But again, I don't know. It didn't look paddy no, enough for me. That, I mean, to be honest, like that was where as well another point where I was just like this need like Willow or Deja I would accept would have been like much kind of you know would have been much more deserving runners ba- winners based on the, the runway and and I just was like this runway for me was extremely basic you know and, and like it was literally just like a, a coat thrown over you know a bra, a, a bra knickers like yeah. you know Georges gave us uh, Selena meets Prince sort of, sort of blue sequined pompadour look she I, I think she looked great in it and she served it really well, but was it shoulder pads? Mm, not really. They were a bit baggy. Yeah, they were a bit baggy. And I, I think it's a gorgeous outfit. And oh, absolutely. You probably see it on Nasty Gal and go, oh yeah, lovely for the Christmas mm. party if you've that bought. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, I feel like if, if Georges had just maybe done an edgier hair, you know, even more of a quiff or something, yeah. we would have gone, oh, okay, trying to do something a bit different. But I think Georges is, um, I suppose her really strong point is how she sells it on the runway. That sometimes when she comes out, I'm like, I don't really care what you're wearing because you just, y- your performance is so good. But at this stage, I was like, that needs more padding. It, yeah, absolutely. And I think you're right, like, because it was it was supposed to be this, like, Prince meets Selena thing. And, like, it felt like, if there had been like a big sort of prince like quiff or something else mm. that like it would have brought us more to it. But uh, uh, in reality, this is a gorgeous outfit for a different runway. Like, yeah. you know, this is some, I don't even, I don't even, some, something completely different would have been needed. Like that has the stiff shoulder pad outline. But yeah. Looked so beautiful. though, so beautiful. Oh, she did. If she had leaned more into the prince, like I know we got a prince from Naomi Smalls, but yeah. if she had leaned more into the prince, I think that would have been really interesting for Georges because she always gives us like, you know, high femme, mm-hmm. you know, Latina goddess. So to turn it into this like real androgynous prince character, I think would have been really interesting for them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was- actually, I was hoping that someone was going to bring the the David Byrne talking head stopped making sense you know that enormous suit jacket mm. that he wears at the beginning yeah I was like why didn't someone bring something like that would have been like a fun way of kind of keeping it ca- anyway I was like where where was that on the runway today missed moments on the runway this exactly. week for a lot of the queens especially at this stage like the, like we yeah. need to see it, a little bit more now you know it, it it felt like a little bit of like a lot of these looks were just like pulled out of the bottom of the uh pulled out of the bottom of the suitcases like oh, I haven't worn that yet I'll stick it on <laughs> well, I guess they weren't expecting the series to go on for so long. <laughs> how many how many episodes are in a normal series? I would I would say of the US, yeah. it's like 14. And it's 12 and then a reunion and a finale. Now, I I cuz we tried to plan out the season. I had a look there's going to be 16 this week in this season. Mother of Christ. Not no one has that chocolate bar for a while or no. more than one <laughs> or something. Even, we didn't even get in its chocolate moment this week, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I thought this was going to be the week. I was like, okay. Yeah, me too. Last week with Terry, I was like, oh, I thought maybe it might happen there. Then I was like, it's definitely this week. And then no. I don't know, yeah. guys. Is, is that even a thing? They're just deciding when the producer. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, so, like, if, it, if it happens yeah. next week, if it happens next week and like we literally get a month's worth of episodes where only one person goes home, I'm just, I'm resigning my position as co-host of Sissy That Pod. 
That's it. I'm moving in. I'm moving to work in HR over Way Presents and be like, no, P45s every week. Yeah. Re- Rebecca, do you, are you free every Saturday morning? I am free. <laughs> I'm here with all my shoulder pads every week. <laughs> Finally, Jasmine Kennedy gave us, I think, one of my favourite looks from Jasmine, the sort of illuminous lime bodysuit, but or jumpsuit, sorry, but I didn't like how she styled it. I didn't like the black gloves or the lipstick. I just thought she cut, her head looked like it had sort of shrunken. Guys, I was just pissed off that she wore those earrings. Those earrings I just have issues with. I was like, they're from Claire's accessories. They're trying to go edgy. What's going on here? You're almost there. I thought the suit fit her like a glove. Absolutely mm. gorgeous. The hair wasn't quite right either. It was a lipstick. But I appreciate that Jasmine was trying to serve a different type of look. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the earrings, I was like, after, remember that week that she came out with the with the red and the yellow, not the red and yellow, the red and purple and the big earrings. Oh, use those earrings, love. I, I just thought she looked like a, a highlighter. It was like the Stabilo highlighter walking towards you when revision time comes. Like it is, you know, I, 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 I thought it was a, I thought it was too basic. It like in that it needed something else somewhere else to break it up. Cause it was too much of that, like neon limey yellow. And you were right. The earrings were distracting and the hair was kind of cool, but like, I don't know. There was lots I didn't like about it, but mostly it just, it looked like a highlighter. Yeah, and she also really, really looked like Anne Hathaway from The Devil Wears Prada. Just, just, <laughs> yes. I was like, wow, you actually, like, just just for a moment. I think it's the fringe. It's the fringe, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> when, when she has the glow up and her boyfriend doesn't recognise her, walks past her in the street. Yeah, what a film, it. so good. Aww. So Bosco, well, I guess, yeah, Bosco wins. Deja. Did we talk about Daya and the terrible, like, Cammy from Street Fighter moment? Oh, well, there you go. I missed it. Yeah, just, <laughs> Thumbs I, down. Do you want to go back to it? <laughs> no, no, it's yeah, fine. Diet just, yeah, it's just the same thing again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And look, I do, I do like her, but I, I want to see a full head of hair next week. That's yeah. all I'm asking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Different head. I'm not coming for the playing yeah. loads of people heading off the turkey at the moment. Just coming for like, you know, if yeah. you're choosing to your drag we, we are sick of this drag pattern ballness. We need to... <laughs> <laughs> We we need some some comprehensive uh, hairlines. So uh, yeah, Bosco, Willow, and Deja are in the top. I agree with that. And then Georges and Jasmine and Daya are in the bottom. I agree with that simply because I think Daya maybe added the wrong tone and they needed a third person. Uh, but we're all agreed that we wouldn't have put Bosco as the winner. I I wasn't convinced fully, but I don't know. I the problem is I wasn't convinced on anyone because of maybe the runway looks. Okay. Like if, De- if- Deja was almost there. I think her challenge was strong, but I loved her runway more than her challenge. Willow was great in both, but didn't have enough shoulder. And then Bosco was good in the challenge, but the runway was a bit, it wasn't a winning yeah. runway. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, it felt like as if there was, th- there was definitely three ways they could have gone with this. Like I agreed with the, I agreed with the tops and the bottoms. Definitely. And you could argue a case for, for any of the three of them, but giving Bosco the win, felt a little bit like production trying to push a front runner rather than maybe giving it to the person who, you know, deserved it a bit more. Because I think it would have felt like, especially with nobody going home, it would have felt like you got more out of this episode if Deja had won and you were seeing this queen who did, who had been kind of floating in the middle of the pack, have that redemption moment of kind of finally breaking through. Because the way it was, it was sort of like a winner you didn't really particularly care about 
and two queens who definitely aren't going to win doing a fairly savage lip sync but like staying to do terrible snatch games because I don't want to see either of them queens doing snatch game. <laughs> no, my God. I also think that the producer trying to are trying to craft a narrative of Willow kind of having a bit of a downfall and yes. then a redemption. Okay. You know, I, I yeah. think Willow's going to win, but it would be probably boring if Willow was killing it every single week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I'm calling it now. I have a sense that Willow is going to be in the bottom two next week and is going to be eliminated and is going to have the golden chocolate bar. Stop. That is my, that's my guess. Well, then no one goes home next week, which means you have to resign Sissy that pod. <laughs> You're going to be I doing know. this podcast for like three <laughs> years. <laughs> <laughs> particular season <laughs> <laughs> that is very true um so we'll be opening applications for new hosts uh, it'll be up on active link next week or, or wherever it is people advertise those sort of jobs <laughs> that's a great uh, prediction though james like for mm-hmm. next week it would be a good watch wouldn't it yeah it would be it w- i don't know if it would be terrifically rewarding in the long run but i do know that you would ha- be sort of on the edge of your seat the lifting song was etta james something's got a hold on me which you know i've been shouting on recently that it's been too many modern songs i'm glad we got a sort of throwback song a classic song from the archive i think it might have been the most difficult so a difficult song to lip sync to there wasn't a whole lot of rise and fall it was very difficult for the two of them not to basically do the same dance move repeatedly i genuinely thought jasmine was gonna win and georgia's was gonna get the golden ticket that's how i thought it was going so when they just basically were like does she have the golden ticket no right double chante i just was like fuck you i actually think they both deserve to stay but when jasmine did the splits move the kind of i was like oh no you won you've won yeah. it was a great lip sync i'm not mad on the song choices this season with the no, no, they've I'm been a bit like, hit and miss. Yeah, like I just, and even last week with Tony Braxton, I thought that could have been the ballad moment, Latrice Royale, natural woman, like let's go. Didn't happen. Then this week, yeah, there's not that much you can do with that song. Yeah, I, what I did appreciate what it, what, it, what it is that you can tell both of them are like really good lip syncers and understand how to perform in that way because like in another in another queen's hand who maybe was less competent there would have been like shablams and death drops all over the place that didn't belong in it like they gave performances to that song that felt right for that song yeah uh, which i i appreciated and i did like the the interaction where the two of them were kind of doing the like dancing kind of like in sync together and like acknowledging each other so i did like i thought it was a very strong lip sync and it suggests that they're two brilliant lip syncers but as a yeah i i wasn't in love with this choice of song and it was a like like, I, I felt like you definitely, like there, was, there wasn't a double Shantae kind of energy to it. it there was no Roxy, Alyssa, or Alyssa, um, Tatiana moment in it that you were like, this, is, this, this has to be the two of them staying. Like there was none of that I would have felt. I wasn't as pissed off as I have been though when there have been double Shantae's. I was like, oh, you know what? They both did a good job. If someone else had done that song, it would have been dreadful. Yes, yeah, true. But I'm kind of ready for Jasmine to go, so I was a bit annoyed because it wasn't like an Evie and and Brooke thing where you're like, God, these are two front runners. I was like, I Jasmine's all gone. The time. That's yeah. Demi Lovato. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. not sorry. Oh I, well, I honestly, if I have a bad day, I watch that and it just gives me energy. Yeah, 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 so I know. yeah. Like, I'm never going to watch this on on YouTube again unless I've forgotten totally about it and think, well, was that good? Like, Jasmine is is, is I think overstaying her welcome it's clear she's not going to go too much further why save her this week i don't know i just 
it just didn't feel right. Let's jump into Snatch Game. I freeze framed and I have uh, who everyone's going to be so we can shoot the breeze and who we think who's going to do well. I was having issues because the flag was over. A bit oh, yeah, over Willow for a moment. I was like, I who was like, are these people? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm loving that you have all of this because I'm impressed. <laughs> I love thinking about why they've chose the certain celebrities. So Camden is going with William Shakespeare. Jasmine is Betsy DeVos. Like a, the American oh. politician, as far as I'm aware. And Jiria is Tammy Brown. I assume that's the drag queen Tammy Brown. I don't know any other Tammy Brown that she could be. Oh. Uh, George's is Alana Glazer from uh, Broad City. Uh, Willow is Drew Barrymore. Deja is Little John, who is quite an unremarkable rap figure, I would have thought. So well, That song with Ludacris and uh, Usher. Yeah. Yeah. Is- or even the from the window oh, to yeah. the wall. <laughs> Really random choice, but I did see the clip and it, it does seem like um, Deja does a really good job. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, they could they could be a winner. Bosco's giving us Gwyneth Paltrow, which I think would be fantastic. Oh, yes. I think yeah. like with the goop and you know the vaginal candles and everything, I think would be really interesting. And then Daya is Ozzy Osbourne. I wonder is Angie doing Jackie Brown rather than Tammy Brown? But I, they haven't allowed people do Drag Race, previous Drag Race queens since like season 10. So it would be unusual if they didn't did allow a Tammy Brown through. Has it been that they haven't been allowed or just no one has no, chosen No, no, it's that they haven't been allowed. Race Chaser was saying that like it's like specifically you're okay. not allowed to do previous Drag Race queens. Yeah, I, I just think it's really good when it's someone who everyone kind of knows because then you do get the jokes better. Yeah. Unless it's like hilarious and you're like, I don't care who that is. You're so funny. Your answers were really funny and you were really quick or whatever. Um, yeah, wh- who do you guys think is going to win Snatch Game? I think with Bosco's mind and like the wealth of kookiness that Gwyneth Paltrow has to offer, I think that could be a really good show. Yeah. I, I feel like as if we might be being led a merry dance on the uh, on the, the Willow thing as well. And that led Willow <laughs> and, and Willow might actually kill it. It will be interesting because I think Ross co-hosts a talk show with Drew Barrymore. So there will be it will be interesting to see if like there's some kind of like he'll obviously have a lot of insight into her as a performer. Um, so like it'll be he'll want to get his teeth into giving feedback on that. But yeah, I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't count Willow out, I suppose. Oh, that's interesting. And also, um, Keen, you're saying obviously Gwyneth Paltrow and Bosco. I didn't really see it. I didn't see that clip. I didn't see Bosco in that. OK, yeah. So that makes me think, oh, they're holding back the, the really good one. The good one, possibly. Yeah, it's good. No, it's going to be interesting. All right. Like Camden. I imagine it's going to give us like a Monet exchange, Maya Angelou style where like, you know, the Shakespeare is always in verse and kind of stuff like that. Or maybe kind of like Rosé's Mary Queen of Scots, like an yeah. eccentric old British person. I, so that could be fun. Well, I've yeah. seen like a lot of times the way queens seem to play it is they take like an SNL version of a character and just kind of, you know, give that. And I know that there's been a show that was it David Mitchell does like a show where he's playing William Shakespeare, like a sort of a comedy show. So maybe okay. we'll get that. Like, it's kind of like where Shakespeare is actually a goofy idiot. He didn't write any of his plays. His wife actually did. Like, it's just... So maybe oh, I we'll get that. love those conspiracy theories. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I we know could I get that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Shakespeare was a woman, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> I'm biased. Uh, <laughs> so Shakespeare is the next trans contestant on season 14. Then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Snatch Game. Rebecca, who's going to win the whole season? Uh, Willow. Willow, okay. You're yeah, superstar. I just think that there's Willow's just Willow. There's there's no other type of queen I've seen like Willow for a while, and 
I I think that this story arc is now being brought in so we get a bit of a redemption moment and know we yeah. knew all along. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel I feel like that's wrong. They do. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I've been glued to your recap of the ITV drama Trigger Point. So I want to tell people where they can find everything you've got going on. So you can find us on social. We're at Shrine Pod or uh, search for Shrine Podcasts on your Apple Podcasts or your Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, thank you so much for having me. I'm glad it's Snatch Game next week. That's sort of like the demarker halfway through. Like, it's been a slog, I think, at times, especially since only one person has gone home the last three weeks. I, yeah. So this will really separate the wheat from the chaff. I think we said that every week. I I think that, like, this has been a long wait for Snatch Game. Like, this has been a long journey to to get to Snatch Game. And there are, like, probably half the cast I'm hard not looking forward to what they're going to do or bring next week back with us uh, on on Wednesday for the finale of Drag Race UK vs. The World. It'll be a bit later than usual, but uh, it will be there with you, hopefully. And it'll be worth it. It will be. It'll be worth it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Until then, head over to CCF Pod. Check out what the gorgeous content James creates in terms of the thumbnails and our videos. And if you're following us over on Pod, the Instagram, you may have noticed during the week that we shared information about a new venture, Sissy Productions, mysterious Sissy Productions with some gorgeous headshots um, that, that were put up during the week. So go over there as well because we'll be announcing details of a brand new queer-centred show that's going to be coming out in the next couple of weeks. And we're both pretty excited about it. Mm, Sp- not to speak for you. Yeah. No, we are. <laughs> but I kind of, we won't, we won't say too much now. We'll, we'll let the rumours, you know... And- Circulate on Reddit first, and mm-hmm. then we make it exactly, confirm. yeah, like yeah. like Lindsay Lohan, you know, rumors. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right, that's all for us. We'll see you very soon. See you, love you. Bye. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. The Podcast Studios is the home of the Headstuff Podcast Network. It's where lots of our shows are recorded and we work on editing, promotion, videos, live shows and lots more. As a podcast production company with three state-of-the-art studios for audio and video in Dublin City Centre, we can work with you to tell great stories in a professional and engaging way. From government organisations to charities, arts groups to international brands, entrepreneurs to hobbyists, we've worked with everybody and we can help you to get the word out. Whether you need studio time, you're hosting a live stream or webinar, or you need support with editing or marketing, we can tailor a package for you. For more info, head to thepodcaststudios.ie.